The Money Show. Ad feature with Andy Rice. Andy Rice, is it possible to be just a little bit too clever by half in advertising? Evening, Bruce. Well, yes, I think it is possible. Um, certainly over the years, there have been uh, campaigns that have left me looking baffled. Now, I'm not the yardstick necessarily, but uh, we do have a good example at the moment, which I believe uh, is, is just a little bit too smart for its own good. And that's the television commercial that launched the new VW Golf GTI, an iconic vehicle, an iconic brand. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's kind of hard to explain um, because it consists of uh, some lovely visuals of, of, of a GTI owner racing through the city. Um, I won't even try to explain what I think is going on because I needed the help of someone else to do that. And I found a very astute observer and, and appreciator of advertising who explained what was going on. Um, but uh, for, the, for now, all I'm going to say is that uh, I used to have a colleague many years ago called Alan Bunton. He was the Bunton in an agency called um, Gray Phillips, Bunton, Mundell and Blake. And the typical kind of name that runs off the tongue very easily. Um, but he was a much admired creative guru and he always used to say, you have to let the, the, the viewer or the consumer of your advertising complete the circle on their own. You mustn't tell them everything from A to Z. Leave a little patch that's not quite obvious and let them work it out. And that way the message is embedded um, more in, in their minds than it would have been any other way. And I think, you know, he would have said that in this particular case, perhaps they left too much of the circle out. Because I don't think that um, everybody's going to instantly get what, what's going on and what the message is for the, for the GTI. But, you know, you might just say, well, it's such a lovely car and it's such a lovely uh, set of images that who cares? You might. But at the same time, if you are trying to work out, um, it, it's the same thing as if you, uh, I don't know if you remember your maths classes, Andy, but if you sat in a maths, if you missed the first two steps of the problem by the time you got to step three four and 37 you were so lost that the sum didn't make any sense anymore and advertising feels a bit like that the sum's got to add up and you've got to be able to do it yourself and you've got to be able to do the calculations as the ad is playing um so that you actually get pleasure from it it doesn't have to be a, an intimidating or alienating experience yeah, I think that's absolutely right. And I think that the pursuit of creative solutions that display distinctiveness above all um, can sometimes fall into this trap. And it's, it's my view that, that uh, uh, if you were to try and do a comprehension study with, with a, a sample of the audience who are trying to reach, um, they might well find a surprisingly high didn't really get the message. Um, it, or else it could simply be that I'm so very far from the target market that it's no surprise. And they're pleased, perhaps, that I didn't understand. <laughs> okay. Um, now, I love your hero advert. I think your hero advert is brilliant. It is part of a series of ads that have got the same sense of grit and grime and slog and hard work theme underpinning all of them. Tell me why you like your hero, Yoko's latest advert. Yeah, Yoko, those, those little super clever portable card machines that you can uh, take around. It will read your credit card wherever you are and you slip it into your pocket. Um, but 
I want to just talk for a second about startups because it's been said more than once that startups are the future of the South African economy and we should encourage entrepreneurship at every possible opportunity. Um, and uh, I couldn't agree more. But one of the characteristics I think I've noticed about startups is that they are quite rightly completely obsessed with the idea that was the that generated the, the company opportunity in the first place. So um, it, it, usually it's a technology uh, discovery or creation, or it might be something like logistics or whatever. But the, if, you, if you build the business around the product that you've designed or happened upon or super creatively created, then you're in trouble uh, when someone comes along and matches you feature for feature, attribute for attribute, price for price. So your short-term advantage is lost unless you've got something to fall back on. And what you do fall back on in, um, in, in, in the right instances is your brand, your emotional component, not the, not the clever IT technology behind those flashing lights, but the attitude that led you to be playing in this space at all in the first place. So that by the time you get copied and cloned by cheeky competitor, you're onto the next rung of that same ladder you were talking about earlier, Bruce. So that's what I like about Yoko. It's, it's got a, a position beyond the fact that it's a very clever little device. And that position is about supporting the underdog, because most startups feel like they are underdogs. So the big businesses against them, the society, taxation and legal systems are all against them. Um, and they feel uh, like they're facing a real uh, obstacle and set of uh, set of uphill battles in order to break through. So by creating this um, hashtag, um, which which is what is it? We the underdog, um, and a movement around it supporting those people who are brave enough to step into the world of entrepreneurship, um, and coupled that with with obviously where you need to, you tell the story. But the concept of being an underdog, I think, would resonate with with almost any person who's tried to start their own business and uh, marry that to some lovely visuals and soundtrack and, and a really deep, convincing voice. And you've got a, a piece of communication that I think works very well. Let's have a listen. Everyone loves an underdog story. Until you're the underdog. The underdog does not surrender. This is the first lesson the underdog learns, and it owes its life to it. Blink, and it's game over. The underdog does not wait for opportunity to knock. Not welcome here, or here. Locked outside, stuck at the back of the queue, priced down, stuck in the shadow of giants. Rejections their motivation, criticism their endorsement. Masters of might, plight, and sleepless nights. The underdog chases hard. And it continues. But the imaging and the filming and um, it takes you through this really hard one day in the life of, a, of an entrepreneur and multiple um, age groups and multiple races and multiple occupations and suddenly there's a turn in the narrative and the payments work and the money is coming in and suddenly the slog is worthwhile and you're no longer the underdog. It's magnificent, Andy. It really is. Nice stuff, isn't it, Ruth? Yeah, they have a little tagline that says, hoping, hustling, rising. 
hashtag why is the underdog. Yeah, they've really got uh, uh, their, their wide angle lens um, on their glasses and it looks really good. Hoping, hustling, rising. I love it. Your zero is none of those things. <laughs> no, well, it, uh, this time of year when I pick up my maybe, copy maybe it's of, of hoping. Business it's Day. It's hoping. It's hoping. <laughs> what, what is hoping, Bruce? Yeah. Uh, your your no, next you... one is hoping. That's all it's got going for it. Hope that something in it works. Yes. Okay. Well, um, it's it's a publication that comes out for um, uh, empowerment, and it's with with the um, business day uh, once a year. Big, thick, two hundred page plus glossy magazine, beautifully produced. It looks it looks the business, and it has. Um, I'm quite sure uh, editorial that are, is of value to, to the reader. But the advertising, these corporate um, magazines are there as much as anything else to generate advertising support from the corporate world. And uh, there must be a 100 ads uh, in this particular supplement and not a good one above them, uh, amongst them as far as I'm concerned. It's, it's clear that... Uh, to get the advertising ready, the corporate advertising ready, it was a bit of a rush and they don't normally do any advertising. So all of these businesses simply um, cobbled together some images, some PR, uh, perhaps a, dreaming up a strap line and finding it's the same as anyone else's. And uh, it's just such a, a lost opportunity, the way, and it's such a demonstration of the indifference that the corporate world has towards advertising as a communication discipline. As I say, I think the publication itself may be of enormous value, but the advertising support within it makes you feel something about the environment which is not entirely positive. Uh, but isn't this an annual problem? I mean, yes, the environment may be an excuse this year, but don't these publications generally deliver a fairly turgid... Uh, it's almost as if, yeah, we go through a process, it's a survey, or it's a, a, it's a focus of our industry... Nobody's actually going to look at it. Why should we spend the time, the creativity and the money um, actually providing anything decent in it? Because, you know, it's not like anybody cares. That's the attitude you get. Yeah, and, and, and you could just see they were sitting around the table signing off the photographs of the CEO for inclusion and thinking to themselves, what can we summarize everything up with? And uh, we have partnerships for a brighter tomorrow, nurturing future success today, moving your organization forward, building a legacy, inspiring the future, positively impacting lives. Every one of them is trite and unbelieved. And I can't, I can't understand uh, why the corporate advertising opportunity is overlooked so so thoroughly. And this is just the evidence of it. Thank you. Andy Rice with Heroes and Zeros this evening. That insert, getting a big fat zero. But the advertising that we've heard from Yoko this evening, getting a big fat hero status this evening. Andy Rice with his weekly Heroes and Zeros on The Money Show.